I'm sorry to everyone playing Whamageddon. Last Christmas, give me my heart. And three, two, one. I'm about to ruin everybody's Whamageddon. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? Don't know what the hell any of that means. But <laughs> you're going to inform me if, now. If anybody's playing Whamageddon, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to the next bit or be on edge. Be on edge. Um, <laughs> so Whamageddon apparently is the. Um, you can Google it if you want to. So every Christmas, so people play this, so that you have like a game that you're playing that you have to try and avoid. Um, hearing wham last christmas all the way throughout de- december and you have to avoid hearing it and you kind of it's like a self-reporting game like if you're out you're out or whatever but you're meant to like, go and mind it but apparently um so there was a big uproar it was at a football game uh, i don't know i can't remember it was like coventry or something like that and the person over the tannoy at the speakers on the speakers played last christmas on like the 5th of december <laughs> and everybody like he got absolutely blasted apparently because he knew there was a lot of people playing and uh yeah there was he got absolutely roasted apparently (laughs) (laughs) so i was like shall i play it as the intro music to the uh to the podcast i think we'll get done for rights will we no No. or a a lot far far too early i'm one of those people december Still though, like it's not Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Like next week, I think to... next Monday, you can start to kind of like start to get excited. Next Monday, eighteen. Excited. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, it just strikes the... me. Just, I just know who. Put it this way: I know from basically how soon people start playing Christmas songs and getting that doing all that shit. How well, how much effort they're putting into their work. I know that, that's why. <laughs> you start thinking about that shit from the first of December, you're clocked out. You've checked out. Well, right from your room. I put Christmas music on when I make Thanksgiving dinner, but I actually had this conversation in the car because Chloe asked this, and um, she was like, "Don't you do you not listen to music Christmas songs?" Like, no, that's not. I was like, no, because I just put on a podcast or I just put on like my normal music put on the Hamilton soundtrack of course um whilst I was driving and I was like no I don't really like no just listen to music whatever's there whatever's on um no I don't know why not fussed, not fussed by it I, you, you just hear it you hear it everywhere else like especially in London like, it's even weirder hearing it here it's even weirder <laughs> like, me, and, me and Mike went to um place for breakfast today and like they had a little Christmas tree in the middle of it and they were singing I thought you went to the gym songs. I thought you went to the gym oh after we went to the gym we went for three oh, right, yeah sure because <laughs> um, our really tough hard workout we had um <laughs> And literally, like, you walk in there, and I'm just like, it's really sunny outside. I'm in shorts and t-shirt. Uh, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me. Like, you know, seeing it here in last Christmas, it's just like, mm, it doesn't really work for me. I don't really don't get in a Christmas spirit. Even, even Not that I did that much anyway in the UK, yeah. but even less so here. Like, even less so. It's a really weird feeling. Poor you. I, know. Well, I mean, it's not that bad. I can play golf on Christmas Day, so it's not the end of the world. Mm. It's fine. Don't, don't cry I for can't. me. I'll be all right. I could. I could play golf on Christmas Day. I won't. Fucking mucky as shit. So. That's it. No, we're open, will it? Winter got... No, there'll be some places that are open. Would there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So there should be. Yeah. <laughs> Would be... I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't choose to... There'll be some people who spend Christmas Day at a golf course or a golf club. Especially, like, the camaraderie of, like, ooh, yeah, we're in there. Um, yeah, maybe... Yeah, I went mm. to it though. No, yeah, I was not first. No, I'll be doing. Might play Boxing Day though. I don't know what day it falls on. Is it Monday? Actually, Monday's the day I used to play golf. So maybe I actually should. Maybe I should just go play like nine holes or something. Just not tell what. Um, well, Boxing Day is uh, football day, isn't it? So, yeah, full day of footballing. This is the first time that there's a, a game on Christmas Eve as well, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Which yeah, I'm all, I'm day. all for. Like, because I'm sure people were usually kind of not doing much on Christmas Eve and they're like that's having a game on TV is probably a good idea. Like instead of just oh great, I'm gonna watch watch chicken run for the seventeenth time each year. So it's fine. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, um, this will this will this will be into Dan's uh, wheelhouse here. What what Christmas movie gets you in the spirit, Dan? Um, Christmas movie that gets me in the spirit. <laughs> I think Home Alone, like Home Alone, is just a classic. Like I think that to me is just Christmassy. I still think Die Hard's Christmas movie. Again, no, I'm not going to hear any anything that anyone says it's not. Um, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm the same chain on like Harry Potter. Harry Potter's Christmas movies for me. Christmas does happen really? during Harry Potter. Yeah, in the movies. Uh, yeah. Well, they have a whole um, fucking term, don't they, for a movie? So you think so? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, it was a whole year, I believe, each movie. People say. Yeah. Is yeah, it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's a long old movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that or The Holiday. Um, the Holiday. Mm. Jack Black's in it. I like Jack Black. I'm not a fan of the whole oh. Yeah, I don't I don't have a movie that makes me feel really festive, to be honest. Not and obviously Elf, so which is always great. Yeah, Elf. No. It's all no. right. It's funny. It doesn't get me the Christmassy you, mood, it? though. It doesn't get me the Christmassy mood, though. Like, it doesn't... No. no. You can watch it any time no. of year. Elf. Dan's just... Dan gets, goes full on, like, dress himself in green, sits him in the corner, and then acts as an absolute Grinch. That's uh, right. That's yeah. <laughs> have you done any uh, Elf on the Shelf this year or is this about too old um, yeah we've still done a bit of it um, but nowhere near as, as like into it as we were the other years like just not as possible yeah so she's like she's getting to that age where she's like mm, next year she ain't gonna bother with it I don't think no so. she's gonna be like really I can reach that Elf and put it outside <laughs> yeah, she like so basically the whole magic of it. You can tell the magic's wearing off because she touched it the other day. She was like, she did oh, really to it. I was like, oh, that's like you know, you know yeah. she's not fussed anymore. Bad juju, that that's not yeah. You're not meant to yeah. let them touch it, are you? No. Uh, <laughs> so annoyed, what can you do? Uh, I was I was explaining because it was it like two or three years ago. I sent you that one where uh, um. Parent drew on the face, <laughs> and I've said I've shown it to a few people, like the original. And I was like, "Yeah, I sent this to Dan," and he was like, "Brilliant, doing that." Literally did it the next day. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so "What? Good. I'm so mean." I'm like, "Is it all right? Okay." Is it? Like, why <laughs> is right. it? I didn't get why it's that mean. Like... <laughs> it was so funny. I still remember because you, you videoed it, didn't you? You were just like, "Who? Hey, waking up?" Like, <laughs> So funny. Um I love it. I love anything like that. So I've already I've already decided what I'm getting my nephew. I'm gonna go to the Pokemon Center tomorrow. Um there's yeah. one in Stratford. And I'm gonna get three plushies at the start of Pokemon. Big decision and see which one he crawls to, and then he gets uh he gets to keep it. So it'll be either Charmander doing... Squirtle or Bobsaw. About to say those originals are classic. The originals. Oh yeah, I'm not getting like I don't know Togepi and Rabbit Ash, I don't know. Some weird well, Pikachu, isn't it? Pikachu's the other oh, one. Pikachu. Like, yeah, the you, they didn't choose Pokemon. No. You didn't choose Pikachu though, do you? No. You, well, that was always the big thing, Pikachu. wasn't it? That was always the big thing with the Pokemon. Was always like the Pokemon game that I first played when we had Red and Blue when it was the original. Yeah. So the whole point of it was to get Pikachu because it was like it was so rare. You, you find it really hard to get. But yeah. But then yeah, we used came to talk out. about. There used to be Pikachu in that little forest way because you used to walk around this forest bit all the time. And you used to just get Pidgey. Was it Pidgey? Wild Pidgey appeared. Pidgeys and like Weedles or stuff it, like that. Yeah, that was it. And the little caterpillar one. And then every so often you'd be like, "Oh my god, a Pikachu!" And it was like, no, and it was one in that area. Oh, uh, you, you definitely, you had, uh, you had Pokemon Blue then, just by what you're saying there. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I had Pokemon Red. What was the difference? Um, so there was in it's really nerdy um, <laughs> in certain games you could only get uh, certain Pokemon so you uh, could get a cat you could get a cat pee I couldn't get a cat pee I got a Weedle so the, the little wormy things yeah yeah so you end up getting butt freeze I didn't get that so, uh, okay didn't know that didn't know that yeah yeah that's certain things um, makes us look really cool uh, <laughs> in other news, 100%. have you seen that? Um, have you seen that uh, a referee got punched and kicked in the Turkey? Yeah, game? I saw like, that. Some today. president. How much is that? That's club president came on the pitch and just fucking punched, punched him. That's absolutely mental, isn't it? I'm sure there's he's just, the. He's just resigned. He's come up on on Sky Sports. He's resigned. Oh course. really? Good. All yeah. games have been suspended. What? 
Why? All games in Turkey, sorry, have been suspended. Like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I didn't think like, oh, Sunday league, I yeah. can't go to the Reigns Park Vale this weekend because of uh, somebody punching just, a referee. Well, they just suspended <laughs> all the games because they're like, well, it's probably not, it's not fucking on, is it? What, the referees are on strike? Well, I'd imagine it would be. Mm. Not the, yeah, the presidents. How interesting. How odd. Very odd. Crazy, man. It's crazy world. Football, isn't it? It's Turkish football, though, isn't it? Fucking yeah. dodgy. <laughs> it's like whenever I see a footballer that's got like a failed English footballer go to some Turkish team, I'm always like, ooh, not sure about that. Pauline Kazim Richards. Mm. Classic right. one. Eric Bailly's there at the moment, isn't he? Eric Bailly. Well, Wilfred Zaha's there now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what, it's like a footballer's graveyard, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Wilfred anyway. Zaha there? How's he ended up there? He didn't. Well, he didn't sign his new deal at Crystal Palace, and then went to Galatasaray. It seems like a stupid idea. <laughs> no, because that's where all the money is. He definitely wouldn't got offered, you know, 100, 150 grand at least a week yeah, at Crystal Turkey. Palace. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I just assumed you knew him, mate, and you could give me the insights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Wilf, Wilf, Wilf. Oh, him, me and Wilf yeah, go way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway, we've we not talked about guy. fitness, have we? What are we talking about? Um, well, we're kind of talking about fitness, I guess. I think um, we'll talk about two things. We're not really fitness-based. One of them's fitness-based. One of them's coaching-based. So if you're a coach, listen. If you're not, then what the hell? How have you found this podcast? Fucking weirdo. Yeah. What um, are you doing here? <laughs> um, I guess we're going to have to talk about Christmas food. Not in a coaching's perspective, more like rankings. Um, yes. Because I realised that we're actually only one week, because the way Christmas falls, me and Dan aren't going to talk to each other on Boxing Day, I think. Yeah. That is it. We probably won't do a podcast in between that that week. So that'll be fine. Um, which does mean that we push the Pulley Awards to next week. So that kind of writes our show for us, which is uh, lovely. There we go. Um, and that means this week... I mean, traditionally, we'd go for... I've seen a lot of people start to rank their uh, ch- Christmas chocolates and stuff like that. It's been done. We've done it on the podcast they so many times. Just refer change. back and they don't change. That is correct. I saw an average of how many was in each one today. It was on... And I was like, that was interesting. Um, it was like... Because in site celebrations, um, there was like 11 Snickers on average or something. There was like Snickers and Mars are like the most abundant in there. Then like Milky Way and then something like that. It's really disappointing how they how they have the split. Um, yeah, because surely just there's the no mul- benefit to them doing that. Surely the, like the production costs of them, like is it is it you know are they at that higher volume that it makes a difference? Do you know what I mean by that? Like hmm. surely you go well, it's just a chocolate bar, it's a chocolate bar, a little one makes no difference. But there must be a reason. There must be a reason. They... Maybe it's that maybe it keeps people buying more because they get less of the ones they really like, so they feel like they have to buy more. So then when you look at a tin and it's just full of Mars, Snickers, Bounty, and Milky Way, you go, oh, I need some more celebrations because these ones are shit. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you had an even split, it'd still happen though, wouldn't it? And like in a box, it was only kind of on average like six to seven of the ones that you really like. There's obviously it's a reason easy, for yeah. it. Let's try and think of it. Let's try and think of the market. <laughs> I, just, I think I it must just it... be making you want more. It oh, must yeah. be. Because, yeah, oh, you want, though. like... Because the, the, there was, like, seven-ish bounties per thing, and then it was, like, six to seven, like, galaxies and stuff like that. Because they'd done their own bounty one, did you see? They did a, just just bounties in one. I thought, that was a, I, thought, I thought that was a fake news one, no? No, no, I think they did it. Like, people found them. People were like, yeah. Fucking gross. If you're one of those people, listen to this show, unsubscribe. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants you. Nobody wants that. Yeah. 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 They literally had them. Was it a thing? Yeah. 300,000. Madness. 300,000 boxes. That's what they should do is they should do limited edition, one of each. They wouldn't sell them. No. Wouldn't they? The bounty obviously didn't no, sell. No, but it would be the same. It'd be the same issue that the the bounty ones wouldn't sell. But if you hid in a big sell, a big box of galaxy ones or a big box of Malteser teasers, let you me just have that. 
Yeah, I would just have that. <laughs> I would literally, oh, but if it was me, I would buy a big box of Maltese Tisa and I'd buy the big box of that and a big box of that one. And I'd just have three of, um, yeah, have three or four boxes and just have a big yeah. mixture. So it's absolutely Good. great. Oh, we, we had the Thanksgiving the other week and uh, one of the guests, uh, John, he won't be listening. Um, I put like, because everybody's a bit nicer when like, or it's a bit homely when you put like chocolates out and like, so we had a box of uh, miniature heroes and a box of celebrations because those are the best two boxes. Fuck off Quality yeah. Street, fuck off Frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then I also bought like big crisps as well. So massive Monster Munch, um, massive Watsits, and then something else. But with those, I like mixed them in a bowl together. Um and then he was like, uh, can I have a separate bowl? Because I want to put them in there because I don't like it all mixed together. Is that weird? Like no. if you mixed, I was a bit, I was a bit weird. No, I was just like, it doesn't matter, all crisps. It's all right. No, they're different like flavors. I get you. That, I wouldn't like but... the flavors mixed like that. I wouldn't. But they're not, they're not like grinding on each other. They're not actively pursuing, like rubbing, Still. flaking on each other. So like some sort of dandruff mess. No. Still wouldn't be my radio. <laughs> I, I have to say, wouldn't be my, wouldn't be my. The other thing I would say actually about that is I do think major heroes versus celebrations as a as a duel. I do oh, feel good. like the yeah. I do feel like the major heroes have less of the shit ones. They don't. They're good ones. I don't think are quite as good, admittedly. But I do feel like major heroes at the end of a box. I feel like there's more good ones left. Like you know, celebrations. I know in celebrations. There's always going to be Snickers, Mars, Bounty, and Milky Way left in there. Just always. Always going to be that way. Whereas Miniature Heroes, I feel like if I was left with... Let me have a look at it. If I was left with... I'll tell you what is usually left is the Eclairs, actually. That's a lie. The Eclairs are usually yeah. left. So if um, I open this box right now... And I, hang so on, anybody... I Eclairs, Eclairs, Fudge, and... So there's only oh. things that are left now. And People these don't like Dinky Deckers, but I think, I think they're really nice. I'm happy no, with Dinky Deckers. Dink Dink no, no, Dinky Deckers are not great, and they it doesn't transfer big to little doesn't transfer well. It's too dense. It's too like I, I still, I still like it's too just it. hard nougat or whatever it is, right? So I obviously in here you've got eclairs, fudge, whisper, dairy milk, crunchy bits, twirl, dairy milk caramel, Dinky Decker, and tw uh, twisted cream egg. Obviously the Dinky Decker and the Crunchy bits, so the new edition, newer additions to the family, aren't they? Um, yeah. So there's, I believe, there's only there's only a few left in there. I can yeah. guarantee these are the ones that I don't care about. Oh yeah, and there's also um, one other, if you can see in yeah, Virgin Eclairs, exactly. Virgin Eclairs, and, and, and there's a rogue, yeah. a rogue bounty from the celebrations box that we had as well. <laughs> yeah, bounty. See, I think, yeah, see, I don't know. I feel like, but I think if you asked most people what would be left in the miniature heroes, I think a few people would be like, oh, no, that's, no, no they'd be eaten in my house. Whereas I feel like with celebrations, if you go to most houses at the end of it, it is the same ones. Mm. Like, even if you get the weirdos that love bounties, there's still going to be Mars, Snickers, and Milky Way left. Still. It's weird how, they, but then they left because there's more of them. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Maybe we can yeah, this is the... <laughs> yeah, we've gone full. Do you know what I'm waiting for, anyway. though, Tom? Do you know what I'm really waiting for, though, Tom? Is a tub of these to come out. Oh yeah, yeah Reese's. Yeah. They need to get a tub of Reese's to come out. The miniature ones, dark milk and white chocolate ones, and they need to come up with some new ideas for that. Obviously, they could probably do like a lotus. Well, they do. One. They do a not a tub, but they do a package of those. Yeah, I just feel like it needs to be a top. Because like next next time you walk through the airport, because I've definitely eaten a whole pack like pack of them on the way to yours. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I think that says more about me than uh, what yeah. <laughs> <Anything> else. <laughs> I'm one of those people on a flight who I'm sure people get really annoyed of, and I need to go buy some chocolate just to like snack on throughout. I'm just like, yeah. I will eat a, a good family bag of chocolate whilst I'm on on a flight, and the the two meals that I have, and probably something else, and a like a box of crisps. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad, and I'm only on there for like that's no more food than I'd normally consume within those six seven hours that I'm coming over or whatever it is. But it's just because I'm sitting there doing fuck all. I'm just like, this will pass the time. <laughs> yeah. 
No wonder I feel so fucking shit when I get there. It's like, oh, great. Yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fueling myself up for, I'm taking all six days of calories in of golf um, just in one six hour sitting. So, mm. yeah, there we go. Mm. That is me. Anyway, we've got to talk about um, coaches' shit retention <laughs> rates. Yeah. Um, apparently, Dad's getting angry. Um, and I'm very flattered to use me as an example of a good retention rate, um, which oh, I do have that. good. Did I say that? Uh, I, say. Uh, I don't know. Or that I'm I'm such a baller that I took on took on a client. Um, I take on clients online all the time. By the way, um, that's not I've not closed my doors. If in case you want to be trained, it's uh, generally the one to one clients. Um, I don't be a very special person. Um, but yeah, I took on a client. I saw them for the first time this week. Actually, yeah. Um, last week, did they realise what they let themselves in Friday? They like, and they oh were like, what the, "Why did what I fucking do this?" Yeah, yeah they were, it was quite fun as well. You know what I did? I spent the whole hour doing mechanical movement assessments, yeah. looking at each joint. By no, I fucking didn't do that. I did ten minutes of looking at a movement screen, and then we cracked on and did some shit, um, and did a really basic two triplet sets. Don't understand. I was, uh, I've been through that little kind of. Maybe I should do a first session. What it should fucking look like? But guess what? You're not physiotherapist. You're not assessing. Um, you're assessing very small, and it should be a, a snapshot movement screen, like fucking squat, lunge, do a pull, do a push, do a core exercise or bird dog or something like that. That's all it should be. Like fucking hell. Mm. Um, a little movement assessment on internal, external rotation of the shoulder, and that's it. I do six or seven things. That's all I do. It Easy. takes me 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm like, cool. I think, you know what I did? Do you have a first... pen and paper out as well? So you make it feel, so that they know they're being marked and they know that they feel like they're doing an assessment you know, as well. No, you know what I did, Dan? You know what I did? Um, which is deeply unprofessional for most people. I think I asked them, I was like, is it all right if I take notes on my phone? They're like, yep, yeah, absolutely fine. I was like, cool. Because yeah. <laughs> people don't give a shit. I still think you had a clipboard, mate. Still think oh, you have a clipboard. clipboard. Yeah. Or or make them feel really awkward and like every single time, like go back, oh good. Yeah. And then get your laptop out and type next and to you, them. And like you like you're really and official. You, <laughs> and you weigh them and you check their height and you weigh them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Good. Yeah, yeah. They, good. Good. they don't, good. they 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 can't do that in their own time. No, 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 no. no. And, and yeah, and, and it wouldn't also factor, you know, wouldn't definitely wouldn't factor into any of the decision making at all. You know, I it's fine. You can you can you can get all that information, it's fine. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's funny. I was speaking to um, speaking to Paul Standell today as well, um, on the on his check in, and we were chatting and we had a call, and um, we're saying the same thing about you know, again that's where I used you as an example again, but um, we're talking about you know just just the general retention rates of people and just the general attitude the PTs have towards everything. It's just so backwards in terms of even trying to get clients. You know, we we're just talking about um actually speaking to members of the gym as a human being and how how much that can do for your you know your average monthly revenue um it's shocking it's absolutely shocking how much that will help improve it um but yeah i i, I went off on this because i i was we have a few we have a few obviously a few coaches that, that work with us now me and mike have noticed the same sort of trend and that is that some coaches are feeling like they need to get more calls booked in than like six to eight calls a, a week, uh, a month, sorry. So if I say that would be a lot of calls. Oh, yeah, right. that would be a lot of calls. <laughs> um, so like, for example, like when we're doing our check-ins, we look over the last couple of weeks of data and like when I log in to look at the data and it says like, oh, two calls booked, two clients signed up. And then next week, two calls booked, one client signed up. I'm like, okay, sweet. We're going to have a really good week. Another, you know, a week of growth, you know, checking of growth, probably maybe two, two, three clients added to the business. And then their current client numbers are the same. And I'm like, how are they the same? You just had these three people sign up. Oh, yeah, I've lost three clients. Okay. Why? Well, they said it was because of this money, and they said it was, you know, that, and they, they hurt their knee. And I'm like, right. Their reasons that they're giving you, because they don't want to tell you the real reason, which is that they don't see any value in working with anyone. Like, they could afford it before, and now they can't afford it. Okay. Value that they perceive this to be has gone down not anything else they might have had a car bill people have savings for that and they may have had their mortgage go up people again like i get some of the things saying the mortgage go up might be more than to be fair your, your monthly budget's gone down or whatever but all the other yeah. stuff i just i just feel like people say these things to be nice i'm just trying to save some money cool okay yeah we're good but most people 
I'm saying that just to be nice. That's my, my opinion on it. But I just don't believe that you can grow a business if you're not retaining any of your clients. And like, I think people come to, to mentors or come to whatever word you want to use. I hate that fucking word. Um, and like, I said this shaman? to people, I said it. Shaman, you should do shaman. <laughs> if you're coming to me to try and get more than eight calls booked a month, like you're, you've got things backwards. You're doing the wrong, you're looking at the wrong thing. Because when me and Mike were growing our business, we were booking in six to eight calls a month and growing. That that would mean on a normal month, we'd be like plus three, four clients each month. We might lose two or three, but we're gaining six to eight. We know that we'd be growing net three to four months. That's how we managed to grow in a year to go from, say, when we left Team Box to 30, from 30 clients to 80 in a year. It wasn't overnight. It was because we did it like that. Four a month for a year puts you at those numbers. And, and I and I find it baffling when coaches come to me and I'm like, are you not happy with two clients net a month extra online? Because that means that if you come to me with 10 clients, it means that in a year's time, you'll be on 34 clients and you'll be up to nearly £85,000 a year, which is more than most people will ever make in their lives. You'll tell me you wouldn't be happy with that. No, I need more. I need more than that. I need more clients coming in than that. You have a coaching problem then. You need to go and upskill as a coach. You need to be better at retaining people. You need to look at your average retention. If your average retention rate isn't a year for online clients, I think you need to look at that. No, that doesn't mean every client stays a year. It means that's your average. I still have clients now that work with me. Bearing in mind, I've stopped taking on fat loss clients for 18 months. I still have 15 fat loss clients. Still have 15. Those numbers have obviously dwindled down. But by definition, that means that my retention rate over the last 18 months has been better than most online coaches. And I don't even do online coaching anymore. I don't have my content to use as a, as a way. Because the other thing as well that coaches don't realize is that their content and the content you put out is almost a touch point And they kind of get to know, like, and trust you a little bit through that and for your stories and stuff as well. I'm not even posting that. They literally have me and the touch point they have with the jacket. And I just find it, if that's the position that I'm in, I'm like, what are you doing wrong? Like with your coaching, what's going on? Because I had a, a new client, a fat loss client come back to me only last week, she came back to me. She was like, I don't want to work with anyone else. I don't trust anyone else. I know you're not doing this stuff anymore. I didn't 100% understand if you don't want to take me on. But if I don't, if you don't take me on, I'm probably not going to work with anyone. And I want some help. I was like, that's Jeez. what it should be like. That's, yeah, no, that's how bad shit. That's how bad shit. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, that's how you can make someone feel. With your, that's how you should make someone feel with your coaching. That's how it should be done. And it's a really scary time, I think, in our industry because I actually don't believe that most coaches have a have a lead gen problem. I think they have a client retention problem and they have a results problem. And if they fix those two things, the leads would start to come in themselves. I don't think that the, the, the best coaches like need the best marketing strategies. I think they just need to believe in themselves and post their results more often. The problem is most coaches don't get results because they don't retain clients long enough. Then there's constant churn of someone being in for eight to 12 weeks, never getting a result, never showing off the proof, and then needing new clients for the door. And it's, it's a worrying trend that I'm seeing. Um, and pe- coaches need to give their heads a shake and realize that all the best coaches that we know, that I know, their marketing only works because their product is shit hot. And I used you as an example. And I was like, Tom's taken on a client for the first time in two years in person. First time, two years. I remember you said, you're like, oh, it's weird taking on someone for the first time, two years. Yeah, I literally, like, I, I said to the, the woman as well. So I, I, full, I fully was, like, as transparent as possible. I was like, this is weird. I've not, ta- I've not done a first session in over two years. And I was like, I've, I literally had to, I, I've written a course on fucking doing this shit. <laughs> it's like, to guide you from day one, taking on your client to yeah. 18 months down the right. That's what PT Core is, right? And if you follow that, you'll fucking retain your clients. Um, and I was like, fuck, I need to remember what I fucking do. I was like, obviously I know. But I was just like, what is the what is the norm? I was like, what is my normal operating procedure for that first session? Because it yeah. is, yes, it is me. It's a personality. It's what I do. It's my traits or whatever. But I still have a product that I need to deliver on that first session um, and go through that. Um, it was odd. Very odd. Um but yeah, mm. obviously online it feels a little bit slicker because they're a little bit more concurrent and people te- people as a business online is a little bit more just as like it's uh 
because you don't see the person always they're a little bit more flaky i'm, I'm assuming um just yeah, look and, and well. there is there is uh, definitely an element of that with with online like i'm not suggesting that people will stick around as long and, and you're going to build up as good a relationship but yeah I, I don't i actually also don't foresee it if 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 all these online coaches are sitting there saying that online is actually better than in person and it's actually better in terms of the service you give. Well, then make it fucking better because it's, is it? you're saying that. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> well, there you go, right? So, But this is the line that a lot of online coaches use is like, oh, you only see your PT once a week in person for the hour. Um, and I give you all the nutrition help. I give you the check-ins, I give you the support. And I'm like, yeah, but do you though? Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, do yeah. you? Because your attention may suggest that you don't because – as you found, right? You've got clients now that you still train that I trained when I trained with you in the third space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, <laughs> and, and Mike has this. So Mike had it the other day where he's like, he's had people work with him. He's like, I think he had a client that when he from still working with him now from the from his first ever year of online coaching. So it's like seven years going on. I've still got a client with me from five years ago, still working with me now. And I go back through my list. And I'm like three years, three years, four years. And I'm like, so it is done then and it can be done. I'm not saying that you don't get those people who sign up and it's not what they thought it was going to be and they don't see great results. Just like we all get had that even with PT. But the point is that online coaches are trying to to position themselves as superior to in-person. And I'm like, you better be able to fucking back that up because most of them can't. Most of them don't have the ability to retain a client for a year. Whereas when you look at PTs in person, they retain their clients for a long fucking time. Usually if they're good. Trying to look, I was like, I think, and I think it's the one you commented on who has been, because I was I was, was thinking through this the other day, and I was like, I can go through my list here. Nick's been with me for four years, Sam for seven, Ali for five, Richard Nana for at least six, seven, Sergey for at least eight, uh, Chloe for and And one of, the, one of the arguments as well, by the way, with that is like, <laughs> oh, they must not be getting a result then because otherwise they'd have left or they'd have got the result. And I'm like, no, the whole point is that they see consistent progress over time there is no end to any of the fitness no, stuff there isn't an I've end not to gone. you just you just Done. adapt and you evolve yeah exactly <laughs> it's you like it's evolve on what's happening in their life any what is what is their most i don't know the thing that they're working towards because i've uh, one two three of those girls have been pregnant twice twice and once within the time frame that i've told them so their goals have definitely changed gone from like not being pregnant then to being like oh we've got pregnant-based training then we do postnatal and then we start training for something else again like a triathlon or getting big glutes or something like that and then it changes but i think the the guy that you're thinking that i've trained since you was keith is the guy i played golf with but his thing has always been i want to be strong for golf like he's like cool yeah and he hits further than he does now than than when he started and and, and the, and the, the problem 10 years ago yeah, that's my, but the problem as well <laughs> that online coaches have, one of the biggest problems is they don't listen. So they don't listen, right? So you just said there, his goal was that he can keep playing golf and all that sort of stuff, right? Well, that means that every week he sees you, by definition, he's getting a good result because it means he can carry on playing golf because he's fit. Yeah, he plays golf sort of stuff, right? three times so a week. Coaches, so many online coaches push their clients too much in terms of fat loss. I've got three clients on my list. I can tell you now, their goal is neither to lose body fat, gain muscle, or do anything like that. that that's not their goal one of them yeah. just had a kid his goal is to make sure he gets to the gym twice a week and, is, and uh, he gets out for a walk twice a week for 30 minutes or more like unrelated he hasn't got a goal like his goal is to turn up that's his fucking goal right and like too many coaches are so, push people too hard or they're completely too soft and they get it all the wrong way around they're too hard at the times when they need to be told to back off and they're too easy on people when they actually need to be told to fucking pull their finger out and do something about it and they don't have anything in between because they they don't know how to coach people. This is what I keep coming back to the whole time is they you can tell that they've not actually worked with the other human beings. The best online coaches for me are always the ones that have done the most amount of in-person PT. In, as a general rule, if I was going to just generalize it, the people who are best online have worked or still work with in-person PT people because they get it. They understand that people turn up and they don't need to have the best session. They don't need to PB every week and they just want you fucking there. And... That's the thing with online coaching is it's it's too much of a, I've got to get a result in four months. You haven't because you haven't even defined with your client what the result is. You think that they want weight loss. You think it's this. You think it's that. Have you even asked them the question? Have you dug deeper into what it is? Because I guarantee you it's not half the time. It's not that half the time. It's having someone there listening. It's having someone there telling them that it's okay to not be a fucking bodybuilder. That it's okay to not be at it. 100% 100% of the time they want someone yeah. to say it's okay to have a fucking Kit Kat or whatever and not fucking worry about it 
it, it's it's reading the room and understanding this this stuff that they're just so bad at, and and this is why that they 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 can't retain their clients because they just are too regimented with the way that they work, and then they go, oh, the client wasn't a good fit. No, you just couldn't fit around the client. That was your problem. The client, you can't tell me that every client comes to you isn't a good fit. Well, every one of them. I think we need to look at the common denominator here, which is you. <laughs> Maybe you're the problem. And coaches just want people that are going to track their calories all the time, weigh in on time, do all their check-ins and be a robot. I'm like, that. any fucker could just coach that person. Anyone. Not, My mum could do it. They're not humans. The people that do all those things, generally, you're going to slip up. Genuinely. Like, stuff happens, unfortunately. That shit happens. And it's being able to, yeah work around those when they do and yeah when to push hard but yes and it's also like how much of your time as an in-person pt is spent having a laugh with your client yeah exactly like Like, i've actually just taking the piss having a joke like i've taken the the jokes i've taken one client back this week as well from another coach so obviously when i my move gyms in february right and it didn't quite work out situation wise but obviously i'm back nearer to where i was um and I did the classic business thing, message your old clients. I kind of was like, oh, I'm a bit full, so it's fine. Uh, I'll message like, I messaged about four that I like um, in terms of old clients that maybe come the last five years. <laughs> and then the one that I wanted uh, got back <laughs> in touch because yeah. he's a member of free golf courses that I want to go play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but literally, it's literally that. I'm more expensive than the coach he's currently using, um, 100%. And he knows that my time is more limited, but it's that. We have more of a laugh in the session. He enjoys the chat more. I was like, oh, so how's training with Tony? He's like, you tell me. It's like, I barely know anything about the guy. Like, I've been training him for six months and no idea. And I'm like, that sounds like fun for two times a week, like mm-hmm. at yeah. 7 a.m. Like, fucking hell. I was like, well, here are my times. Like, crack it in. So like, yeah, you're more expensive than him. I was like, yeah, but you have more fun now. So you get the same result. He's just as good as coach as me. Like he probably more, even more golf specific mobility wise, not in terms of strength was, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, there's that personal side. Boom. The ability to talk to people one-on-one. Like, but mm, that's where people that, yeah. tend to stick around because of trust as well, isn't it? If you keep, yeah, that's also one that I guess, that we talk about, I guess, business-wise as well and what your message is and what you kind of double down on. Um, And it's being consistent with your message, even when they're in the business as well. I will guarantee you go for all of those clients and they know I'm going to train them for vague performance. They're going to try and move better and I'm going to make them lift heavy things. They all know that. And I'm not going to deter from that. I'm not going to be like, oh, this year we're going to go for mobility and be do Pilates. Oh, this year we decided to do FRC training. Oh, no, actually, I went on a course and now we're going to flip flop towards this kind of regimen or something like that. Or we'll then do conditioning all the time. No, fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, start to add in. Like 100%, I've been like... uh, I've not gone away from all of my basic strength shit and making people strong in pretty much every range and getting them moving correctly. But I've def- I've definitely with um, high rocks been, obviously I've educated myself more of that on more and cardio based stuff. I've definitely written those little wads, very safe wads in now, mm. which I think people have enjoyed, but they're really simple. They're easy, they're easy to do. And there's no reason why I couldn't do them, but it's, it's the whole training philosophy thing as well. I think people will flip flop between that far too often or not update it whatsoever. And it would be like, all right, I've had the same plan all the time or I haven't learned you haven't learned anything new and I've done the same exercises all the time it's like yeah it's fine but we're still I talked about um that the other week in terms of progressions regressions and lateralizations uh, like, what new word um and it's like in in terms of programming just in case people think they're getting boring or they have to change their message or stuff like that no no you can do the same thing but just slightly different like in all honesty there doesn't have to be a progression or regression from exercise to exercise. Me going from a rear foot elevated split squat with a dumbbell and a goblet to a rear foot elevated split squat with one and a half reps in a suitcase. Yeah. We can make that a lateralization. That can be the with we're moving to the, the same goal, but we're just going to be over here today. 
instead of over here. That's it. That's absolutely fine. I think there's the obsession. It's like, oh, have we progressed or regressed this exercise? Or are we are we moving towards that goal? No, no, we're just having a little step sideways because this view of this bit is a bit shit. We're going to get a better view from it over here for a little bit um, and you're going to be less bored. Um, that's in terms of coaching philosophies. I'd I'd implement that being having a little bit of lateral kind of movement, but sticking with your core message of what you're about with your training. Because I'm sure that could be a retention issue if that if you change too often or if you yeah and, and, and this is the thing is like people always want like the answer they want to know okay well what is it that they what is it they that could, they, it's not that any they, one they thing is do. it and it's exactly well for some people it's that you program to you know you change too often and for some of the people it's that you don't not enough like you again it's knowing your client to a degree and it's knowing what it is knowing the client because and- i'm 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 one for that and like shop i listen to them but i try to wear them down um, but I'm one for possibly changing too often just because I like the fact that I work in four week blocks doesn't mean that the client likes working in four week blocks at all. I have one bellend who only likes three week blocks and I'm like, that's more work for me. You don't realize that like, I have to change things every four weeks, but then I have some that will have quite happily do six to eight week blocks. I'm like, you're perfect. Like I have to do copy paste, add one, add two. That's it. Like, so but that is, yeah. But then with those, the clients that, this is about coaching, um, with the clients that change stuff every three weeks, guess what I do? I do a lateralization of like kind of the same movement, just a little bit different. But I, I trick them into doing a six-week yeah. block. Uh, yeah. Trick. They're a coach. The, the person I know is a coach anyway. So, but he, he's, I think he's smart enough to do it, but. I don't yeah, know. and that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Is it's is it's having the the brain to do that and the brain to be to notice that you even need to do it, or like I said, that the client is is the sort of client that needs that level of detail or doesn't need that level of detail, and what oh, they, they turn don't. up for and why they why they turn <laughs> up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like it's it's like why you know are they someone that wants to know that their plan has changed every three weeks? Do they need to know what has changed. The you know the elements of it that have changed, or are they just someone to turn up and go, Tom, tell me what we're doing today, and they just do it. You know, you know what I have done recently as well, which um, this will blow people's minds because I don't think anybody really does this. Okay. Um, on the wads so say like say i'll i'll get one up now so down just talk shop for a little bit um what are your wads i, I don't think what these are gonna be like something they're probably gonna have fuck loads of that stupid fucking watt bike on there like power tests or something like that and like no that, wads. And then, yeah it'd be like it'd be like do that and then all of a sudden it'll be no i'm thinking more about the thing at the end not like obviously your wads are gonna have like some oh no i'm like, saying i'm saying like full wad like i literally okay. will write these as a separate session um yeah. So, or at the end of a session. So I wrote a high rock basement. I just imagine you at the end of it would just be like fucking max power Die. test just for the sake of it. Why not? Just to, <laughs> just to destroy your lungs, Brill. I'll do that. I'll do like, yeah, some of those like uh, six seconds and then do stuff like that. But um, high rock squats, there we go. Um, so this is what I started doing the other day. Um, where's a 30 minute one? Uh, and the title for high rocks just but high rocks for people who aren't strong enough or fit enough to do crossfit is that what you're gonna pretty much yeah yeah. yeah, high rocks and then uh i got a few messages going i enjoyed the uh you two saying that high rocks is now a personality trait Uh, and then i i used that on every uh high rocks athletes um (laughs) like check-in this week i was like as long as you don't turn into that so this one's really really fucking basic um let's do high rocks number one fucking hell for time so it'd be like 400 meter run or row and then it'd just be 30 of something so and it's always specific so it's like so obviously there's runs rows and ski ergs so there's 400 meters of whatever that is um this is for for time so just get it done and then you're always pairing with either wall balls sandbag lunges or burpee broad jumps just pick, boom, boom, boom. You probably do it one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, it's in a particular order. Um, and then what I've started doing is say that I've got like, uh, where you might see like 21, 15, 9 in CrossFit words or stuff like that. And then I've started uh, really pissing people off by inversing the exact order of the numbers on yeah, and yeah, just yeah. seeing yeah. seeing how they react um <laughs> so it'd be like oh they've gone from five push-ups to 10 somethings to yeah where would it be like this one for example like four burpees six squats 
eight sit-ups, 10 like uh, push-ups or something like that. And then I'll just exactly inverse it the week after just to piss them off, just to see what they do as well. And yeah. they're like, what? Why? I can't do that many. I was like, well, I wrote it. So I think you can. Yeah. <laughs> I've started playing around with those numbers. I, just, I used yeah. to, the thing I used to love doing, in, it's a bit unrelated, but the thing I used to love doing is just dropping in like a seven reps, 11 reps. Oh yeah. Just, just, and you always get the text. What, why am I doing 11 reps? Why not? You do 10 or 12. Well, yeah, but why 11? Well, yeah, I've got uh, I've got quite a lot of fourteens in there at the moment. Yeah, um, just, for people, just love winding people up with that one. <laughs> like when someone, I give someone a three five seven, and they were like, "Why is there a seven? Why are you doing that?" They're like, five three one's okay, but seven's not okay. Eight six four's okay, but not seven. But five's okay. <laughs> Do you know? You're like, well, what? Like seven? Not many people seven, like nine eleven. Poor old seven nine eleven. Yeah, people don't like stopping at nine. People hate stopping at nine. They're like. 10 no no i had one more though but didn't want it no <laughs> we're two r and r so yeah <laughs> you're not allowed to do it today oh quite oh, funny enough. <laughs> all right let's do a little bit of blind ranking down anyway you people may have a client retention problem i think in summary sometimes uh, yeah mm. fuck me fix that jesus christ or know your number Pick. as well that's what I would say. Know your fucking number. Like if someone, if I came to you tomorrow and said, right, what's your average client retention? Give me a number. Don't just go, I don't know. Like the exact number. Yeah. That's what you need to figure out and work on. And that's your, yeah, you kind of, how many clients on average you lose per month or per quarter? And then how many like stay for months at a time? Because I'm assuming you probably sign them up for that many time, much time. Mm -hmm. And then how many you sign up? Those are three pretty good key indicators of growth and kind of, I don't know, staying the same. What's that called? Maintenance. Homeostasis, maintenance phase, or whatever my watch is telling me. I am, my training status, Dan, is productive. Thank you. Productive, well done, mate. I know. Thank you. I literally, I was so tired. I, mean, I said that it's full, like, Christmas. The one, the one nice thing about being a, a, a client, a client? A, uh, a coach in London is you get invited to lots of Christmas parties, but I have also been out six days in a row. So I am knackered. And trying to do that with triathlon training is death. So, That's yeah. not good. Yeah. No. All right. Um, blind ranking, Dan. I think this is going to be quite interesting. Um, I've seen quite a few of these. I quite enjoy them um, where people do blind rankings of like, oh, you're going to do a one to five of these footballers, but you're not allowed to know which one's coming next. And then you put, you've got to rank them straight off. So obviously you can't go in okay. hard, been like, oh shit. Or you're like, oh, Beckham. And you're like, oh, he's two. Then they're like, oh, Ruth Van like, Oh shit, he's better. All right, one. Then you get, oh, the real Brazilian Ronaldo. He's like, fuck, I can't put him three. And you're like, oh no, I get annoyed. Anyway, let's do this, but Christmas style. <laughs> this is where this will be nice for a little cut up when i put it through uh opus which has been very successful now you're going to see that three times a week of podcast clips oh my god because i paid for the year because i might as well do it um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it wasn't that expensive it was only like 40 quid i was like fuck it it's as good as that and i was like it picks it out for me does it all for me so all good yeah. um do, 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 all right so we're going to go Christmas style. I think we can't really do the centerpiece. So I've, I'm on Waitrose, okay? Um, I'm on mm -hmm. the main event page for Christmas dinner list, all right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to do a, a Daniel blind ranking, okay? So that means we're going to rank. So we've got these are the categories. I say we we took pick two, just otherwise we'll be here all night. Um, so we've got centerpiece, which is the, the meat, okay? Yeah. But there's only really... One meat, really, that you're doing. Otherwise, you're just having a roast dinner. Um, you've got sides and trimmings. I feel like we're going to have to do that one. Do um, we, we've got desserts. There's a lot of shit there. We've got drinks. Um, I don't think that's going to be good for Dan, considering it's all alcohol. Um, we've got sauces and condiments, sweets and nibbles, the food cupboard. Trimmings. Do trimmings and, and then sweets. I think, yeah. So it's trimmings and desserts. Yeah, I do that. Perfect. All right. We're not. How how many of the list would you like to blind rank in the size of trimmings? We have one, two, five. three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine on that list. I think five, yeah, do five. Five? Five? I've got to pick five from this list. You're then a blind rank, and then we'll give you on the honorable munchins on the end, yeah, for where we might put these. We've got, oh, and, oh, yeah, that would put that in. Okay, so I'm going to write them down, Dan. It's nothing but thorough because I'm going to hold you to this and then send well, you. I'll, the I'll tell you what, I'll get it up and I'll do the Christmas. I'll do, I'll go on Waitrose and I'll do Christmas and I'll do the sweets and stuff for you on yours. Oh, right, I'll, I'll close that bit. Um, should I put it in the put it in the chat? This is live. I'll put it the I'll put the link in here. Oh my god, they sound so good. Oh god, I can't even copy and paste. Apparently, definitely, uh, yeah. definitely did, did control V to copy. Lol. Who well would done, do mate. that? <laughs> well done, mate. Christmas dinner lists. I'm going to go sweets and nibbles for you. Not sweets and nibbles. No dessert, surely. Desserts, did we say? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fucking hell, yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot of those. That's better. That's a better well, choice. Well, I mean, if, oh, yeah. I mean, well, you, you can use your brain, like, obviously, to be the most Christmassy ones. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to cheat and look at size and trimmings either. It's just not going to... All right, good. So I can't really remember, but we vaguely know them, right? Okay. So, all right, we're going we're gonna, to... I'm going to pick out the five, which I think are the most Christmassy on here. Um, so coming right out the gate, we have roast potatoes. From one to five, oh. where are you putting those? Good roasty is a good fucking roasty. Right. Three. Three! Wow. Yeah. Roasty. Only because I'm gambling. I'm gambling <laughs> on the other two that I would put one and two. I'm Fuck gambling. Fucking hell. Jeez. That's, That's fine. Three. That's I'm taking you. three because there's two that I know would go above it for me. If they, if am I gonna pick them? them? Am I gonna pick well, those? The thing. I, I have to gamble. I've, I fucking gambled. <laughs> I've gone for it. And I've gambled. Right. Right. Jesus. All right. Um, Brussels sprouts. Wouldn't even be on there. It's five. Oh really? Wow. Okay. Hundred percent. Not even. See, it's, it does depend on how they're done. Because like roasted with bacon, or with lardons, lovely. So yeah, better, but still not great. It is good. It is good though. So we've gone five um, on that. All right, stuffing. Two. Stuffing goes above roasted potatoes for me. Everyone's waiting. Everyone knows what one is. It's got to be picked. It's got to be picked. It's not. It's just obviously. <laughs> I feel like I just want to do this like two random <laughs> ones now and just really piss you <laughs> yeah. off. Carrots and peas. Oh, You're like, oh, great. It's like Dan's number one thing. It's like fantasy it's football peas. all over again. It's like fantasy yeah. football all over again. You're trying to predict stuff. You can't. All right. With, obviously, well, we're going to put parsnips. Oh, I'm saying that they're worse than Brussels. Four. Oh, so they're better than Brussels. Okay. Parsnips. Yeah. <laughs> I can really fuck you over here. All right, yeah. we'll go for the thing that we we you think it is going to be, and it's going to be yeah. pigs in blankets. There you go, number one. There and that's the, that's my top three in that order because I think stuffing is better than roast potatoes if it's done well enough and it's like nice kind of like sausage meat stuffing. Like I think it's really good. I have to say, I'd, I would agree. I would agree with that order to be honest. I put Brussels sprouts ahead of parsnips. I put Brussels ahead of parsnips in hindsight. Mm. Obviously, that's the one. And then thing the that I, uh, honorable uh, honorable munchins from the Waitrose and Partners uh, Christmas list. We're not sponsored by them, by the way. Wish we were. Okay. Um, carrots, obviously, honey glazed people get get alive. Um, peas. Who's having peas on their Christmas dinner? Is that a thing? Um, I guess so. Yeah, people are just different aren't they, with their veg. I don't oh. think we've had it for our Christmas dinner. No red cabbage. No, not, not a chance. Not at that on my it. Christmas dinner. Uh, cauliflower. It. Cauliflower cheese would have. Cheese, got to be with cheese, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. So I call it that. What other right. what other stuff would you have on sides at your Christmas dinner? Uh, that'd be it, I think, pretty much. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Roasted carrots and parsnips together, yeah, but not Correct, like yeah. boiled, never boiled. I don't no. think we do any boiled veg on Christmas dinner. It's all roasted or, or like you said, the, the sprouts and stuff like that. Um, gravy. I mean, does gravy count? Or is that a gravy? Sauce yeah, no, that's it's is that under sauces and condiments on this list? Yeah, yeah. it's on the sauces and condiments list, which is a good list to be fair. That's yeah. one for the right. future. I've got the desserts. So I've, written, <laughs> I've written the I've written the five out that I'm going to pick for desserts. Uh, I've picked yeah. out the ones that I've 
either seen at my Christmas dinner or is an option at my Christmas dinner because there's some stuff on there that I wouldn't pick. I just think it's stupid having it there because I've never had it. But I understand that why it's there. So I, and I've, I've merged a few things together. All right? So it's five. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I'm a bit apprehensive going off of a meek Christmas dinner like menu but yeah, oh, no, so... no 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 it's fine i would say as a family pretty traditional i'd say i think we're both from fairly traditional families and i picked the order i'm going to say it, and i'm not going to change the order i pick the order i'm not going to change the order i'm going to say it in okay just oh, to try on. and do that to you <laughs> okay number one trifle oh no five trifle number five <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> i'm not a big jelly um, guy Christmas pudding. Ooh. Three. Three. But, so, but the Christmas pudding is very much made by the like I'll let you I'll let you pick which sauce you have with it. Sauce and stuff. Like, you can have cream cause... or brandy sauce, whichever you prefer. Oh, brandy. You're gonna have brandy sauce, right? Okay. Brandy so I get I get I get to have brandy cream, no? Well, yeah, that's what it's called, isn't it? Okay, good. Yeah. It's creamy. Brandy um, sauce. <laughs> okay. Yule log. Oh, mm, these. Uh, chocolate log, isn't it? It's chocolate log, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not always a big fan of these. I think they're a little bit like crystallizy. No. Uh, but is it better than a warm? Is it warm or is it cold? Traditionally no, cold. It's not, it's cold, isn't it? It's got that like icingy stuff on the outside, it would melt. Yeah, well, this is how I've I've gone too low for all of these and feel like I'm just gonna pitch all the low ones and then leaving it open for the high ones. Uh four. Oh. Oh. Which which I definitely uh, that has changed over time because I would have put chocolate way up there, well above like Christmas pudding. But I oh, think I've, I've I've grown to like Christmas pudding. Okay. Into my thirties. So I've got one and two open. But I've also I've also lost my brain in terms of whatever fucking thing that it could be. Oh well, yeah. I'll, I mean, <laughs> well, the next one, mate, be... is mince pies. Uh, yeah, I should have changed this. Um, well, that has to be two. <laughs> That's not my number one fucking thing. But I don't know what it is. Okay, so, number one, min- mince pie. I get Bailey Bailey things to dip in as well. Yeah, you get. You ba- get I want Bailey's cream or whatever. Just give me a fucking jar of Bailey's. Um, it's fine. The last one, mate, is um. Cheese and crackers. Fucking hell, no. <laughs> That's oh. your number one, Tom. Um, I'll read out what was there available because what I've realised from doing this is that Christmas is not a time for desserts. That's what I will say. No, is it? These no, are, no. They're awful, right? So we've got Christmas pudding, Christmas cake, which have the same thing. Um, <laughs> fresh cream, brandy sauce, kind of goes with that. Panettone. Panettone oh, is good. Panettone. Yeah, I quite Stolen. like Stolen. What is Stollen? Doesn't Stollen's sound like great. that. Like it's like almost like a Yule log, but only with dried fruit and made of bread. It's that shape in it, like Ooh. a Yule log shape. They're not good. Stollen. Like a like a dick, spotted dick. Uh, yes, spotted dick would be yeah. moist. Google no. it. Don't Google spotted dick, but Google Stollen. <laughs> um, then you've got fresh fruit. Poor choice. Pavlovas. Pavlova. It's a Christmas. Never thing. had a Pavlova as a Christmas thing ever. Trifle, no. mince pies, Yule log, cheese, and crackers. There you deserve. I mean, it's, it's not, not great, is it? is it? But even let me read out the sweets and nibbles. This was the other option. I'm glad I didn't go for this one. Yeah. Sweets and nibbles, nuts, crisps, dips, dates, biscuits, satsumas, tins <laughs> of chocolate, after eight mints, and canapes. It's a bit broad, that isn't it? Like, yeah, because they haven't stuff. delved into like what kind of crisp, what kind of chocolate tin, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they've see, gone really specific on fucking fruit, where you're having satsumas. Yeah, so we definitely picked the ones with the, with the most variety, I think, in them, the size and trimmings and stuff like that. But yeah, there you go, mate. That's that. You're there for the sides, aren't you? You're there for, You're the, not sides. There for the dessert. You're just not there for no. the dessert, let's be honest. <laughs> what would you normally have as a, a starter? Uh, I don't think we have a starter because we just have a big breakfast usually. So we don't need a starter. Not really a usual thing. <laughs> what time do you, what time do you do like Christmas lunch or dinner? Or was it like mid-afternoon? We're like yeah, a mid-afternoon one, dinner. Two-ish, I think something like that. Uh, we're later than you. Yeah. You do all your presents afterwards, don't you? You're like weird family. Yeah, we're weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, we, said, we, that we, a, I said that they were there on a the video and everyone was like, what? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we do like the whole morning. It's like very chill. You kind of just get up when you want. And then we, t- all, we all like do a little 
Uh, we take the dogs out for a big walk, um, a good hour, knacker them out so they're not absolute bastards throughout the whole day. Um, yeah, come back, cook, lazy. Some people literally like dressing up for Christmas as well. We're not in that camp. Whatever. We are literally like how I'm dressed right now. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely chill. Because it's just like I knew, see, I knew that you were someone who did all your presents after your late dinner and it was like fucking mm. weird. But um no, because I was talking about how people should just again talk about um what they do and their opinions on Christmas because people love giving their opinions and I used you as an example and everyone was just like, Oh my god, what a fucking weird. I was like, Yeah, go tell it. Yeah, um, tell me. But I'll get yeah. a, I'll get interaction from it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Freaks. Um, oh, is that Christmas content advice? That's everybody's gonna be doing Christmas content. I did think about it and I was like, oh, I wouldn't be passionate about it. I was like, it's fine. No, that's literally what I said in the video. I said the thing, I said, look, if Christmas is your thing, fucking go for it. But if it's not, don't feel like you need to join in with everyone else's yeah. content and the way they're fucking doing it all. It's just boring. Mm. Um so yeah, thank you. Shop Wonderful. horror with your content. You should be yourself, whatever time of year it is. <laughs> no. Um, I will continue being a sarcastic bastard. It'll be fine. Uh, yes. good. Um, okay. Cool. Any uh, business? Well done if you no. made it this far. It was a long episode. Uh, good job. Yeah, um, I'm ready for bed. Um, currently, if you have noticed at all on my emails or anything like that, you've got 21 days for free on some combine programming. Just have a little taster um, because there'll be a new group starting in January. Wonderful. And it will be every two months. You will not be able to get in apart from the last week of every other month, basically, in the new year. Um, just in case you need your programming done for you, which uh, currently you can do. Basically, you can, uh, the way I pitched it, you can just have my programming for free over Christmas. You don't have to do it because you don't fucking pay for it, but you have a little look, anything like that. It, it might be more than what Dan's uh, sessions did, like his goblet squats and I don't know, did what did he do, like daisy chain rows? I don't know. So, oh, yeah, all that shit. I love all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to us. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. See you later.